0: Well, the reason behind coming to speak to you very, and I mean very briefly this evening, is because of the patterns we see in the nation. Yeah? It's the patterns. I was saying this with some people that were tuned, that some people that were with me earlier as we got into conversations. Know this that the whole reason as to why we have mountains before us meaning and as i said in the word charge on friday my mountain is a pastor toby yeah the reason why we have these mountains or we have a pastor toby in front of us is because there's a pattern you're meant to see in and through him yeah so i asked the question and i want you to ask the question to yourself because everything i would say to you i've already prayed it I've already made my decision, and I am running with it, yeah? And I'm talking practically. Like, I know things in my life um, I'm talking today that I've had to say no because of this. I asked the question, and I need you to ask yourself this question, how long have you been in a nation? If you don't think about these things, you'll feel that you being here is just... You um, just live in your life, but I showed and I won't because of time. Because I promised that this shouldn't be um, one of the long broadcasts. But I said to someone, I was like, "Look, you've been here two and two plus years, yeah. What you should have seen by now is that the nation family runs on a pattern. So, in 2018, at this time." you would have seen certain things. 2019, you would see another thing. There's a pattern. So why does God allow us to spend time in a place for a while so that we can finally observe the pattern? Because remember, God said to Moses, cautioned him saying that, be do everything to make sure that you build according to the pattern you see. So God helps the individual that is in the family that fails to see. Because do you know what your end will be? You'll be the person that builds, but what they build is vain. You remember the scripture that says that unless the Lord builds the house, they who build, build in vain. What you cannot, and I need you to hear this. This is the reason why we can still go back into the word like this. I need you to hear this. You cannot afford for your life to be, you've been preaching You've been leading, you've been in the word, you've been given, and it turns out to be all in vain. You cannot afford for it to be that. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? I'm saying that so that those that are tuned in are actually paying attention. You cannot allow your life. I'm going to take you through about four scriptures quickly. You cannot allow your life to just be someone who had so much prospect behind their life, but built nothing, or what they built was seemingly nothing before God. So the reason why I want us to speak tonight is on this basis. As you can go back in your own time and begin to see that patterns follow patterns, you just see that it's almost that through the observation of patterns, you kind of are able to know what you're supposed to be doing now. But why I want us to speak tonight is this. The word that we have heard over this weekend has been a very, extremely powerful word. Yeah. And I know that we all agree on this. I know we can agree and say that. um, I actually said it that listening to Pastor Toby, you can hear our leader, our father. He is not taking a seat as just leader and father and is sitting on just the dimension. He is constantly growing. Meaning, let me just help you, and I can't go into it tonight. But meaning that there's now another vacuum in order for some to fill. There's another space for us to grow. When a leader creates room, it's only so that there's room for you to grow. So so that I don't make this a long word, so I said to myself, observing PT praying today, and I was telling some people that I loved the song um, Purify Our Hearts today that we sang before PT came on. But the question we now must ask ourselves from us as leaders, from myself to a pastor, Indidi to a pastor, Ben and all the leaders down to in quote, and I say in quote, the last person or the lowest person. What you must ask yourself is, God, what is it that I must do to tap into this word? If not, by tomorrow... The efficacy, the power, the seriousness of the word will be um, watered down. It will be diluted to you because there will be many activities that you will return to. So the question is, oh, my burden or my prayer today has been simply, there is no way that we close this word conference or explosion just like that. The worst thing a leader can do is to assume that we got it. Or to assume that his family or his followers got it. Because the only thing that one will be rewarded according to is the word. Do you understand these things? So I want us to start off with the scripture Romans 9. When God begins to speak about the purpose of his election. Romans chapter 9. We're going to read from verse 6. I've asked Seriously, please guys, I've asked everyone, I won't take your time, I promise. But I ask everyone, at this moment, we have our fun and games, brilliant, and you will return to it. But for this moment, pay attention to the words so that by the time we're done, you will know what God is asking from you. Because to whom much is given, there is a demand. You remember that scripture that says, to whom much is given, the scripture don't end like that it says to whom much is given much is required so there's a demand as we heard this word over the weekend the structure and state of this union in order for me to really be blessed by it i must know that there is a demand placed over pastor obi's life there's a demand placed over razine's life there's a demand placed over the whole cod now if you leave this word conference not with the awareness that there's a demand on your life, guess what? Abraham will be the man with the promises that he will have a son. But should he not lay down the demand that God has put asked for, he will not walk in that blessing. What I'm trying to say to you is that throughout the weekend... Throughout the recent weeks, months, years even, there has been many words and blessings, promises funneled into the COD family. But here's what God needs us to hear. That if you do not hear his demand for what he is saying to you, you will be someone that is endless with prospect and prophecies over your life but will come to nothing. So what we're looking for today is, God, what is your demand? What are you requiring from us as a family? And this could not be something I keep to myself because I understand more and more, especially over this weekend, that God wants to pour out his spirit on them. He wants to pour it on a family it's a people he's looking for god wants to live among them you know when the bible says where two or three are gathered in his name he is there it doesn't matter how good a christian you are if you're by yourself there's no reference there's no guarantee that he is there where there's two or three in the same um running on the same mind heart and ideology belief It is there that God is. He says that you can guarantee this regardless of your circumstances or where you are. He is there if there's a them. So let's look at the scripture, Romans chapter 9, verse 6. I love the subtitle here, the God's sovereign choice. I spoke to you about this when I spoke about the seat of mercy, but I want to take you into something. It is not as though, go on. God's word had failed. For not all who
1: are descended from Israel are Israel.
0: We run past this scripture too much, too quickly sometimes. Romans here, Paul had to say to the church in Rome, he said to them, it is not as though God's word had failed. He would not have to address that if there had not been people who thought that God's word failed. How many times have you heard a prophecy over your life or a word over your life? Or how many times have you heard God's word and you were expecting something but it did not come to pass? Paul, a master wise builder, had to say to them, it is not as though God's word had failed. But what I love the scripture is that he then went to tell them why to some it seems like God's word failed. Has God promised, has God said that you will prosper? If it comes to a point in your life whereby you think it has failed, there's an issue. And look at what the Bible says, first of all, is the issue. Go on.
1: For not all who are descended from Israel are Israel.
0: Do you understand that scripture? Okay, read it once more.
1: For not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. It
0: is not as though God's word had failed. For not all who descended from Israel are Israel. Simply put... I was not speaking to everyone. These are things you don't want to hear after a word that seems so promising to you, right? Listen, if you're hearing the word, it's not... I'm not saying this to say that you're missing. If you're hearing the word, it means you're chosen. It says, it is not as though God's word had failed for not all. So the people who considered God's word as failing in their life, God actually responds or his servant actually responds that God wasn't actually speaking to them. Yes, they came out of the loins of Abraham, but the only one that will be reckoned to the blessing is the child of the promise. Not the one of physical descent. Again, let me not go ahead of myself. For not all. Go on. For not
1: all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Yeah nor because they are His
0: descendants. are they all Abraham's children? Just because they are here doesn't mean that they are the ones that God is looking at. God did not look at Ishmael even though he came from Abraham's loins. Because what I want to emphasize here and I was saying it to some people here is that it's not a matter of who you are. It's a matter of calling. It is the core that separates. It is not entitlement. It is core. Are you listening to me, COD? It is core. God says that Paul had to say, and I have to emphasize this. God had to use his servant to say that it is not as though God's word had failed. For not all who descended from Israel are Israel. The issue is that they thought I was talking to them, but it was Isaac I was talking to. They came from Abraham and they were called sons of Abraham. But I was not talking to Ishmael. I was talking to Isaac. Do you understand this? Nor because they are his descendants, are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, go on. It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. God only reckons with the one called by promise. God only reckons. So he does not look at how you look. He does not look at your works. He's looking at the core over your life. It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Yeah.
1: In other words, it is not the children by physical descent. So
0: in case you did not understand the comment that just happened or was just said, he says, in other words, in plain terms, it is not the children of physical descent. Who are God's children. But what? It is the children
1: of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. It
0: is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. Let me help you understand that a bit more. Simply, promise should have given birth to you. It has to be the children of the promise. Not the child of physical descent. No. So if a nana has words spoken over her, God forbid, she may grow old thinking that that word, God forbid, not nana, but she can grow old thinking that that word failed. God's word cannot fail. It's just that the nana that God was speaking to was not that, was not the nana of physical descent. It was the nana that was meant to be bor- born out of his promises. So when people, TT begins to say to the COD family that you are going to take the nations. You're going to take Europe. Many young people are going to be gathered to you. All those words are what? Promises, right? But those words are trying to give birth to a breed. Let me help you. So there's a pastor, Obi. The problem is if, oh, let me just say there's an Obi. The problem with Obi is that God can be speaking the words to Obi. So every time, Pastor, every time we're in a service, you hear Pastor Toby saying, mentioning my name, right? The problem is, if I remain as Obi, it will come to a point that I will feel that that word has failed. I would have thought because I was there that the word was for me, but it was not for me. The word was for. So that you can understand illustration, the word was for Pastor Toby Jr. The one that you do not yet see, but the child that is born of the promise. It is the promise that gives birth to you. So there's a word over Sicily. The thing is, every time God is speaking to Sicily, what Sicily will get confused into thinking is that God is speaking to your flesh. He's not speaking to your flesh. He's speaking to the Sicily that will be born out of that promise. So I would have never have known, you would have never known that we would take the nations of Europe until we heard a promise being spoken over our lives. No, do you understand what I'm saying? You would not have been thinking about taking nations until there was a word. So that word, every time you're hearing it, the repetitiveness of that word was trying to give birth to the child of that promise. So he says to us, but it is the children. So when would someone look at the words that we have heard this weekend and think that the word has failed if they remain as the child of physical descent? If they have not become, if that word has not sat, if that word has not hovered, if you have not meditated on that word long enough until the child of that promise is born, No blessing is coming to you, even if you are Abraham's child. It doesn't matter how much you are, how much child you are, Ishmael. You are not the one born out of promise. You were born out of zeal. You are born out of the strength of man. You are born out of works and efforts. And God says, I cannot give the blessing to you for one reason because God wants to make sure the purpose of his election. Uh, carry on reading so you will understand this. For this was how the promise was stated. Go on. At
1: the appointed time, I will
0: return. I will return, yeah. And Sarah will have a son. And Sarah will have a son. I've spoken a word with her. That word will make sure she, you know, just because of time, I can't extend this. But have you thought what it meant that Mary, the mother of Christ, conceived by a word, If Mary liked and heard the word from angel Gabriel and said, let me sleep with Joseph. If she had given birth, even though that promise was spoken to her, that blessing will not come over that child. Because the child that God wants to bless is the child of the promise. The emphasis is on that promise. The focus is on that promise. Listen to this. So it says, for this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return. Meaning I've spoken the word. Now this word will give birth in its time. And Sarah will have a son. Verse 10, what does it say? Not only that, but Rebecca's children
1: were conceived at the same time. Now look
0: at this. Rebecca's children were conceived. We've moved into another generation. Rebecca. Her, their children was conceived her children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac go on
1: yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad look at
0: this before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose in election might stand. Listen to this carefully. So you do not become someone that thinks to themselves. You may never say with your mouth audibly, but you'll be saying it in your heart that this word failed. So that you don't say this, I need you to pay attention to this. God was not concerned on their actions. He says, yet before the twins were born or had done anything, anything good or bad why do i have to draw emphasis here when you leave the word if you are even a responsible person hearing the word you have heard this last weekend you'll start to think god what am i to do many times pt had to say to us it's not about doing it's about becoming The problem is now you've heard the word, you're convicted. Sometimes, and if you remember when PT took us through Hebrews 5, sometimes you give offerings of the conviction of your sin. Do you remember that? It's not actually a worship. You're actually just repenting of your sin. And God's saying it's beyond that. He actually says here that before they had even done any action, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, what does God want to prove over the life of a lacon? Not how brilliant he is, not his works or efforts, but the power of his call over you. God wants to confirm over you and I his power of calling. The Bible says, yet before so, when you look at Esau, Esau was a man that seemed to be working hard. Look, as much as we hear he was a fornicator, there are many Christians that we know that has fallen in that same category, right? Why is his situation different? Whatever he was going to achieve, he was always looking to achieve it by the strength of his hands. But you see, when you look at his brother, Jacob, it almost looked like Jacob was a lazy man compared to him. No, Jacob was powerful not because of what he did or did not, did not do. He was powerful because the call was over his life. See, what I'm saying to you this evening is that the call is over your life, but do not sabotage the calling how do we sabotage the calling p sam said it to us the other day god starts a revival and then sometime at the midst of that revival we put our hands and get involved in what god is doing and then god says i cannot carry this on he says that yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad in all order this is it God wants to prove the purpose of his election in order that God's purpose in election might stand I need you to hear this in order that God's purpose in election might stand grace listen in order that God's election this is what God started ringing to me in service in order everything that I do with you Pastor Obi is because I want to show the power of my calling so what usually you know your guilt Sometimes your guilt is what makes you run into activity. It's because you're guilty you now start thinking, oh, I need to fast. God says hold on. What I'm trying to prove here is not how well you can work. It's the power of the calling over you. In order that God's purpose in election might stand, which is what? This is where I'm going. Go on. Not by works, but by him who calls. So in case you think this is my opinion, God is saying, this is the purpose of my election. It's not by works. I will stay on your life to prove to you it's not by your works. I will stay. You will try and it will not work. I will stay there. I will sit on you. To show you, you as a leader, it is not because you are working. It's not by works. What is the purpose of this election? Not by works, but by him who calls. So now I get it more that you should never dare speak against anyone that has the calling of God over their life because it's beyond them now. And let me make that simple. You do not speak against one another because the person next to you that you're despising has the call of God over them. Did you hear what I've just said? Don't worry, you will hear me this week? The person next to you, a regime can be doing protocol today. Do not look down on him. Do not look down on one another because the call of God is over him. So he cannot use his work. So Imagine that one day with Joseph, the story of Joseph got to a place whereby the Bible says that Joseph was in prison as long as he kept saying, I was the one that was able to see this vision. Anytime he kept at the place saying that I was the one that saw it, I can interpret it. God kept him in prison. He was not going to move in life. He will help people. Look, this is the state of Christians. They can even help others be promoted. But they will not move because the issue with them is that even the power of God over their life is subject to their works. When God starts to speak well through somebody, someone will attribute it because I pray a lot. God says, it's works, so I'll sit on you. So you would see you blessing others, but you won't be moving. You'll be stuck because the purpose of God is insistent. This is what I'm stressing. God is insistent on the fact that he wants to prove the power of his calling, not your works. When I start to say, I don't know how I got here. I realized that God had to keep numbing me, humbling me until I realized that it was not how brilliant you are, Pastor Obi. It's going to be the calling that makes you, you. He says, what to us? Not by works, but by him who calls. So the question is, again, why did I call? What we're looking for is, God, what is our participation? Participation. Because to whom much is given, much is required. That's God's word. It's not enough to be seated in a room hearing the word. Many people have been doing that. The only person or the only people that are able to reap of what they are hearing are people who knew what to do. Now, you almost think you just said that we shouldn't do something. Listen to what I'm saying. You will try. I Look, every time I have to use myself as example so you understand Every, try, every time I tried to be Pastor Toby Jr., it won't work. Core made me before I started doing anything that qualified me as that. Do you understand that? So what you are growing into is the realization of who you were before world system um, contaminated you. And Pastor Indidi is growing more and more into who she was. The moment that she begins to try to do her, it won't work. So there are some things that I look at that comes natural. Sometimes, you know what's so beautiful about the core? You do things that you don't even realize you're doing. Sometimes, you you know, have you ever been complimented by someone and you're just thinking, I I don't know what I did. But another person, they're looking at it as it's unique, it's divine. God says, keep that core alive. That's what will make you. Before, So God's not concerned on how bad or good you are. God is concerned on if you're still aware of the calling over your life. What Rebecca was to a Jacob was a reminder of his calling. He couldn't have heard that calling from the womb. He was not born yet. It was his mother that brought him to the place of understanding calling. That's the kind of mothers. That's the kind of fathers. Those are the kind of leaders you need. People are able to say, I'm willing to look past your actions for the sake of the core I see over your life. And even though you keep beating down yourself, you need someone that keeps lifting you up to the awareness of your core. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's start to look at the participation What is the demand that God is looking for or is making concern in our lives? How do we respond to such a word we've heard? How do we make sure that our testimony, our confession will be the furthest away from God's word? God's word has failed over my life. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, let's read from verse 14, go on.
1: Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Yeah. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Yeah. Or what fellowship can light
0: have with darkness? What fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Go on. Or what does a, or what does a uh, what
1: or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we
0: are the temple of the living God. As God has said, what did he say? Go on.
1: I will live with them.
0: Look, the promise is I will live with them. A COD, circumstances will make them a dem. There will be individuals that I will put into a family. I will make them. How does God make us? How did we come about? How are some in quote sometimes people look and they'll say, Why are you so close? Circumstances are God's way of speaking. God speaks through circumstances and circumstances brought us together. Circumstances is what brought a pastor Ben together with a pastor Obi and made them from individuals into a them. God says, I will live not among, not with Pastor Obi, but among them. So God has to use situations to create a them. This is what he's done with us. I will live with them and what? And walk among them. I will walk among them, yeah? And I will be their God. And listen, when the world sees them, they will know that God is with them. You know, when you start to sit down and think... The things that we have done, the things that has come out of the COD family, it's only at the point of reflection you realize that it was more than us that did it. It's our testimonies, our fruits that will let people know that, look, these guys, when we see them, they're not that brilliant. Forgive me if I have to say it like that. It's like when they saw Peter and John, they said that these were unlearned men, but they had known that they had been with the divine. Because their results were just different. Our results must continue to be out of this world. But how is that going to be established if we can keep a dem? I don't want sisters that breaks that dem back into individuals. I need sisters. I need brothers that keeps individuals into them. Do you understand me? And I will be their God, and they will be my people. Now look at his demand. He says, now, therefore, go on, come out from them. What's the first requirement? He says, come out from them. Go on. And be separate. And be separate. Go on. Says the Lord. Yeah. Touch no unclean thing. He says, touch no unclean thing. And I will receive you. What will happen? Verse eight, 18. And I will be a father to you. And I will be a father to you. Yeah? And you will be my sons and daughters. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Do you understand this? He says in verse 17, come out from among them. Get amplified ready. For you to understand who he's regarding as them. He says, be separate. He says, touch no unclean thing. The question you must ask yourself is, in a world so polluted, what are the unclean things? Because he says, if you can avoid touching them, I will receive you. Everything you heard over the weekend, they were so grand, big, huge, daunting almost. Only because they are only a description or they're only an expression of God's work, not your work. You know, you hear words sometimes and you think, this is so big for me to believe. God says, it's not your work, it's me working. Uh, I just said, it's not your works, but it's by him who calls. So why would it look too big a thing for Beryl to take the music mountain? If she's still receiving that word and translating it as God saying, you have to do it. It is for it is God who works in us both to will to do so what is God looking at God is saying everything you're hearing so let me just make it simple the words you were hearing over the weekend were not the works that God is expecting you to do the works that the words you were hearing was God saying announcing to you the promises the works he will do through you now he's telling us the condition for him to allow himself or be able to do it through you are you listening to what I'm saying to you? He says, come out from among them and be separate. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Then he goes into 18 and he says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. Don't forget what PT said to us the other day. Whenever you see father and you see the conversations of sons, like I spoke to you when I said journey with the father, is simply this. It is no longer your work. Yeah? It is an, an inheritance matter. When you're aligned rightly, the things I have will be yours by reason of alignment, by reason that you are a son. It's a servant that works and sweats. It's a son that receives. I will be a father. Why? Because you separated yourself. You separate, you came out from among them and you had the conviction, you made up your mind that you would touch no unclean thing. So God said, I will receive you now. Everything that you've heard me say over the weekend, that COD will grow to having stadiums all over the world, whatever that means. Millions of people being connected to you, whatever that means. You having great finances, whatever that means. How would that come about with you? God is saying, I already have all those things. God already speaks what he has. When he says, I when he says, let there be light, light was already with him. When he says, I sent out my word, the moment you said I sent out, it means that the word was with him. So what he's saying is that all these promises over your life, glory, I already have them. But for you to walk in it, you have to become a son. Alignment. You must understand that you can only walk in these things or you can only handle these things when it becomes an inheritance matter. You've become a son. Read in the Amplified. Let's see how it says it. So you understand what the dem were. Go on. So come out from among unbelievers. He says, so come out from among unbelievers and be separate. You know, Pastor Toby has been teaching us Unbelievers are not the Gentiles. Yeah? The unbelievers are Christians who don't believe. You know, as PT was talking over the weekend and today, when I heard this scripture in my heart today, I, s- I heard following what God was saying to me. So throughout script, if you was in service, you would see me even in worship. I was opening my Bible, reading it, reading it, until the understanding came and he said to me, and i'm saying this to you he says now you must raise a standard for yourself this standard can be a moral standard a financial standard any kind of standard in your life he says you must raise that standard because he says so come out from among them i will not pull you out you will have to have heard the promises and separate yourself what is God asking for from us? Our consecration. He says, Have you noticed in scriptures, He does not often say, I will consecrate you. He says, Consecrate yourselves. He says, So come out from among unbelievers. So listen, I can be seated right next to a person. It does not mean I'm the same person. I I am confident and I say this boldly. I am a believer. You know, the words I heard this weekend, I do not need to be further convinced. I believe it. I believe we will take the nations. God says, look, be careful because there are some among you that are unbelievers, really. He says, come out from among them. Raise your standard. You know, at this point, as we have the helper's house, as we have the house of influence, the house of exchange, what is God saying to you and I, all the other houses, prosperity house, storehouse, law house, um, the fortress, all the houses, what God is saying is that you must raise your standard. So, you know, in the giving, when you're in that house, what you're doing now, God is not going to concentrate a new level of finance for you. You have to raise that standard yourself if I'm in the house of influence it's at the hearing of God's word that I get provoked enough to say I have to set a standard for me no longer am I given at this level there's a conviction that enters me that says I've raised this standard I have to raise the standard for anything to be seen through my life if I'm going to be known as a son a daughter I have to raise that standard are you hearing me he says so come out among from among the unbelievers there are people who hear this word but there are so much worries that makes them unbelievers at that point you must not reckon yourself to them you must separate you must raise your standard so come out from among them the unbelievers and be separate says the lord and he says do not touch what is unclean the question still remains what are the unclean things in such a dark world And I will graciously uh, graciously receive you and welcome you with favor. Go on. And I will be a
1: father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty.
0: Go to the next verse as PT said it to us the other day. Next verse meaning chapter 7. Therefore, in the NIV, please. Therefore, since we have these
1: promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit.
0: Do you hear that? You know, it came to my heart today in service. On my 26th birthday, in the brunch that we had, PT said to me, look, all you need to do is keep that oil pure and God will raise everyone around you. This is what I now say to all of you. What is God asking from you? He's not asking you to bring about the nations. You cannot. It's in his hands. He says, ask of me and I will give you. You cannot collect it. It has to be given. The nations you want to take, you cannot really take them. They have to be given to you. Once they're given to you, then you take them. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? God gave Israel, he apportioned the land, he gave it to them, then Joshua had to go and take it. So taking only really happens when God has really given it to you. So how do we know that Pastor Toby has been given London City? He really did take it. He really did take it. It was first given, so he can really take it. So God says to us today, therefore, since we have these promises, these callings, these words. He says, let us, don't wait for me to purify you. So we sing songs saying, God, purify us. And God's like, you're almost there. But he says, look, you must purify you. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates both body and spirit. You know, when we remind ourselves of certain things, that PTS taught us that things like, and this makes everyone uncomfortable because everyone has that feeling unless you're not a human being. But you have that feeling when, you, you know, when the urges of sexual sin comes, you have to remind yourself of what was said in this house that you see that sin, it will make you poor. It will cause power to leak. So, you know, what God had to say is that, look, there are times... You know, I was thinking of all these things and God actually said, look, there are times that you just gave in. You know that the temptation of whatever sin it is has you have just given in and God says, listen, fight back. You know sometimes when you're tempted to just respond back with attitude, you know, you had the opportunity for love but you chose strife over love. Because you must look as equally as important as the one bringing an accusation against you. But God actually says, look, at that moment, if you had just stuck with what I'm asking you to do, you know, the problem is you gave in too easily. You was, you felt hot and you gave in. Look, I'm not saying you will not have that turbulence within you. You will not have that fight within you. He says, you will have that fight. That's why he said, be dressed with the whole armor of God. And he said, here's the sword of the spirit. In case you do not know how to fight back, there's a sword, the word. So when, temptation comes your way when you want to start feeling insecure and you become more of a coward remember pt showed us that that's a sin right yeah yeah that's a sin he says when these things want to come you're meant to fight back i'm not trying to raise weak people so yes you will feel like falling in sin but god says fight back he says raise your standard because if you can keep that oil pure then I can work through you. Because you see, God says from, you know, the Old Testament showed us types, shadows, figures of what he was trying to do. God could not stay next to something that was unclean. God says to us, if you can purify yourself from everything that contaminates body and spirit, and how do you do that? It says perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So look, There are people that just abstain from certain things because they're disciplined. It won't work. He says that your perfecting of holiness must be out of reverence. Let me tell you how I respond to this. So I hear the words that PT says over COD, what he says over the nation, and it brings in me a reverence. Like I'm listening to it and all I can do is reverence God for it. Now he says, show me your reverence by staying away. From certain things so that I can do all that I am saying through you. God actually says that perfecting holiness out of reverence for God is simply you have heard all the things that PT is saying. What the spirit is saying through PT to us. And you, you can only revert God. You can only reverence God for it. You're saying God me. You're thinking, God, me, as small as I am, as Gideon did. David knew he was small. Remember that Samuel said to Saul if when you were still small in your own eyes so when you hear these great words that actually reveal in quote in a good way how small you are that reverence for what you are hearing God his words the reverence you have is what would then push you to stay away so would you feel like doing certain things yes but because of what you're hearing since we have these promises I purify myself what is the requirement that God is asking from you and I, COD? Keep yourself clean. Stay away. Abstain yourself. He says, purify yourself. And do you know why I love the word purifying? Think of gold. The only way that purification of gold can come is through fire. So do you know what happens? When I feel that there's still uncleanness in me, what do I do? I jump into the fire. I jump into certain situations that will pour out of me those things that stops God from using me. He says to us, purify yourself. So that is more than just saying, I won't do. That's me saying, I will jump into the fire knowing that I am gold. I will jump into this word, you know, this word. So the fire is all kinds. I've said it before. Who is your purifier? Your leader? simple i've taught you this since 2018 or 2019 when i spoke about fire baptism it is your leader god the bible says john said the baptist said i baptize with water but there's one greater than me that will come and he will baptize you with water and with the spirit and fire so every day that um, that peter was walking with christ he was being baptized by fire do you understand that? He was being cleansed. He was being purified. How do we know this? Before we, John 15. John 15, quickly. Then I'll take you to the last scripture and then we, I can let you go. John 15. Once you're there, read. I am the true vine. I'm the true vine, yeah. And my father is the gardener. He is the gardener. He's the one that makes it look good, yeah. Go on he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, yeah, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes I hope you 're not forgetful hearer because I taught you that the word prunes the English word made it cut, the real word was clean, he says he prunes you, so those that are Bearing fruits, he further cleans you so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, in case you don't know how you, you are to become clean, verse 3, what does it say? You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So what makes me clean? I stay under the word. The word cleans me. It washes me. So when the Bible says, touch no unclean thing, he says, do not live outside of the word. Let me help you. So Pastor Toby says to me in a year, Pastor Obi, go and lead COD. Go and preach to COD. Now, if I do anything outside of that, that's unclean. You guys, I don't understand. It, it, the, what cleans me is the word spoken. He said that you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So there's a word over your life. What God says to us is that when he says, do not touch any unclean things, he says, do not live outside of what I've said. So listen, is it wrong for me to do business according to the world? No. But if I do it, I'm touching an unclean thing. Was it wrong for a man to cut his hair? Samson, no, according to man. But what God spoke to him was that that hair must not be touched. If he allows that to be cut, even though to everyone else is fine, to him, he lost his consecration. So what I'm trying to say to you is that my consecration was that instruction preached to CLD. So it does not matter the good or bad, and that's no excuse to do bad. But if I can stay there, I will remain powerful. So what you need to look for is, what is the word spoken to me? If it's go and lead house of exchange, it's that. It's not doing more than that. Because the problem is, is, that you think you're doing good. But the problem is, the unclean thing is everything outside of your jurisdiction. What was spoken to you. Let's end this. Second Timothy, and I can let you guys go. Second Timothy chapter 2. I want you to read from verse 21.
1: Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. I'll
0: take you more into this maybe tomorrow or Tuesday. He says those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. Made holy, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work, I would have thought that training would have made me prepared. I would have thought that me trying, me doing, is what will make me prepared. Now look at our lives. We're being made nation leaders. Some of us became pastors before we were prepared to be pastors. We became before What the world would say you were prepared for. The only thing that is preparation before God is you being clean. There are words spoken to you. Remain there. So what is it that God is requiring from us? Our consecration. Our purification. And that is not going to be God doing it for you. That is you. There are words. Look at this. There are certain words that you heard. And the Holy Spirit convicts you. I'm telling you, when I spoke to you about journey with the Father, there was a word that P.T. had been speaking. Even throughout the weeks as he's speaking, the Holy Spirit is still nudging me there. What I'm trying to say is that there's a word that you take. It's almost like you're showering. You know, like how we used to, if you're coming from a family like mine that came from Nigeria, before they knew what shower was, they knew Bucket. It doesn't matter how much how clean you want to be. How much you speak to that bucket. That bucket is not going to jump into the air and pour on yourself. It's going to be you taking it. The words that you've been hearing is like a bucket. You know Pastor Indidi was speaking and she made a comment that it was this a word that you said last week? And then she corrected herself saying, no, this is a word I've been hearing for years. Imagine years have gone by. Everyone else would have moved past it. What they didn't understand for illustration's sake, what they didn't know was that God provided them a bucket of water to clean themselves with. God will not purify you. He said, purify yourself. So the question you have to ask yourself, Beryl, is what word has the Holy Spirit put on your heart that cleanses you? I know mine and that's the word that irrespective of seasons I'm still going back to it to keep me clean. Imagine a person that does not clean themselves every day even if they do nothing they will begin to smell. They will become dirty No, you must take that word, COD. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must take that word and cleanse yourself, purify yourself. Are you hearing me, Elohim? Unless you do that, you will not be prepared for any good work. The Bible says, those who cleanse who? Themselves. Those who cleanse themselves. So if I feel down and out, if I feel insecure, if I feel discouraged, you must be like David, who encouraged himself. He took the word and encouraged himself. The Bible says those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments. So what will make me the nation leader that the promises keep saying that I will be? Me being clean. God does not need me to do anything except purify myself. What made Samson strong and powerful? His consecration. Do you understand that? You keep in your consecration, you keep in what God has said. So, listen, I don't care how tired someone will be. What the instruction was for me was keep speaking. So, we could have done a whole day of word, and then the Lord says to me, Speak tonight. And I will be thinking, Oh, this is not fair, though. Like, oh, we're tired, we're hungry. But I understand, out of reverence of God for the promises I've heard, what am I going to do? Stick to what He's saying. Living within the word. So if God says that, Pastor Ben, you provide finances. It's whether rain or sunshine, you do that. You provide not to store, but to give. Because in the spirit, in the things of God, what does the Bible say? Or what the PT say to us? You are valued in the kingdom according to what you give, not what you store. The world, you are valued according to what you store. And then we see them die off. What well, is God saying to us, therefore, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. So Anna, you hear this word. It's your responsibility to take the word and begin to clean yourself. As a child, someone cleans you, but as an old older person, it's right, it's decent for you to clean yourself. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared for any. Who would have thought that? How would I become a national leader? The world would have told me, go and do speech classes. Go and learn politics. Go and do this. God says, in the kingdom, it's your cleansing. So what does God say to us? Come out from among them. What am I saying to you? House of influence, raise your standards. House of, house of um, exchange, raise your standard, your moral standards. What is right, what is wrong. The spirit must be the navigator to tell you, no, the way I spoke to this person is wrong. Other people can say it's fine, but the spirit leads you and says, no, this is wrong if you can honor that word spoken to your life and live within that means you will turn out to be everything that God has told you to be Sicily everything it's not your brilliance it is that God wants to confirm in order that his the in order that God's purpose in election might stand which is not by works but by him who calls. what does he ask for you just be clean Do you understand this? I love you all. Go and enjoy your day. I'll probably be on. I'll let you know later tonight if I'll be on in the morning. If not, it'll be Tuesday. I want to speak to you about houses and God's accommodation. But we'll get to that either tomorrow or Tuesday. I love you all. Enjoy your night.